Sorry. This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour open-line talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. To express your viewpoint, please call 804-754-1988. That's 804-754-1988. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. On February 1st, 1992, shortly before we formed Save America Ministries, then-President Herbert George Herbert Walker Bush, having over 200 times announced the coming New World Order, declared these words, It is the sacred principles enshrined in the UN Charter to which we will henceforth pledge our allegiance. Did you hear that? The American president, a Republican, declaring a New World Order and that that new world order would result and be effectuated by the United States of America that he pledged to support to shift its allegiance to the United Nations. Can you get your mind around that? Maybe that's the reason why he voted for Hillary Rodham Clinton in the last presidential election declaring that she was the one who would enable the world to fulfill his prophecy. In 1993, President William Jefferson Clinton pushed congressional approval of NAFTA, that is the North American Free Trade Agreement. And in 1995, CAFTA, the Central American Free Trade Agreement. These laid the foundation for George W. Bush's North American Union, and an ultimate merger with the European Union. U.S. President Donald Trump boldly, though temporarily, frustrated these ongoing global intentions. It was a hyphen in time offering a brief reprieve of hope amid the diabolical surge toward consolidated global power. Well, the echo of those events continues to circle the earth, the Mediterranean Union was established July 13, 2008, to form a bridge, please understand this, to form a bridge between Europe, North Africa, and the Middle East. It was the brainchild of French President Nicolas Sarkozy, composed of 43 member nations. The Union committed to, quote, peace, stability, and security. In other words, shalom. It was formed to, quote, ensure the region's people could love each other instead of making war, unquote, thus emulating the European Union. The announcement was timed to coincide with the French presidency of the European Union. As the Guardian publication in Britain noted, quote, Sarkozy's big idea is to use Imperial Rome's center of the world as a unifying factor, linking 44 countries that are home to 800 million people. And that's just the introduction, friends, to today's program here on Viewpoint, because now, as of this last weekend, the British Prime Minister has declared he wants to recreate the Roman Empire. 
Yes, he's made it very clear. He wants to recreate the Roman Empire. He said it's the best way to unite Europe by recreating the Roman Empire. So what is its significance? We've been talking about this now for some time before these announcements were made, telling you, informing you, warning you, and all of us that the counterfeit Christ will once and forever, until deposed, rule a resurrected Roman Empire in competition with the Christ of God, just as the ancient Roman emperors ruled when Jesus showed up on the planet. It's a recreation, not a recreation, but a recreation of that which existed when Jesus showed up so that Satan himself can fulfill his pledge that he will be like the Most High God. And through this, will ascend to the Temple Mount to rule and reign from the planet that Jesus claimed was his. I hope you're listening carefully because today's program here on Viewpoint is going to flesh a lot of this out so that you can better understand the developments that are taking place and taking place extremely rapidly and more and more the clarity of the intentions of the nations and their rulers is coming clear. You'll hear it today on Viewpoint as we continue confronting the deepest issues of America's heart and home from God's eternal perspective. Why should we be interested in this today? Why should you be interested? Pastors, why should you be interested? It's because, not because the information is fascinating, but because it has tremendous spiritual implications for you, your families, your congregations, and the world. Yes, indeed, we are on the near edge of the second coming of Yeshua, Jesus Christ. And these are events that we have been told by certain dispensationalists that couldn't possibly be required before the coming of Christ. Well, History is proving that doctrine of imminency untrue. So today, we take a look first at the report coming from Israel, Israel 365 News, with the headline, British Prime Minister Wants to Recreate the Roman Empire. His vision of the Roman Empire in the 21st century is based on a partnership that included Turkey and the North African states, that is, along the Mediterranean. And at the NATO summit in Madrid last month, he told reporters that this would be the base on the Mare Nostrum, that is, the Latin term for the Mediterranean Sea. Isn't that the entire realm that the Roman Empire once ruled? That was its epicenter. And then it ruled all the way up through Europe, all the way up to Britain, all the way up to the Baltic states. And now, 
through the war of Russia against Ukraine, this is being seized upon by the globalist visionaries to unify the Western world, the resurrecting Roman Empire, into one great end-time empire envisioned by the prophet Daniel, the last great empire of the world. The one that would usher in the counterfeit Christ. The one that would usher in the anti-Christ. And that's, friends, why a year and a half ago I wrote the book, Antichrist. How to identify the coming imposter because it was going to be so necessary. Yes, necessary for you to be able to identify his characteristics. I hope you have the book. If you don't, it's on our website, saveus.org. Antichrist, $22. Put it in your hands. We'll be right back. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. What we are reporting on here today on Viewpoint may be shocking, shocking to your sensibilities, shocking to your expectations, shocking to your willingness to accept, but it's true. Sometimes the truth is stranger than fiction. But today, we're sharing the truth with you about what is really happening in our world and why it is happening. It's not just that is happening that it's important. That's information. But why it is happening, ah, that begins to move into the realm of understanding that requires transformation. You see the difference. Most of news and so on is reported as facts, whether it's factual or not. But the actual reasons, the why questions are not answered. People are afraid to deal with the why questions for feeling of offending somebody. We're not afraid here on this program. The reason we're not afraid is because God called me to do this. Why should I be afraid? If God calls me to do this and called me to leave the practice of law, to plead this ultimate cause to a jury of my peers, the American people, and particularly the church in America, and then beyond that, to the church worldwide, then why should I be afraid? As David wrote, of whom then should I be afraid? So this is not motivated by fear, it's motivated by faith. It's motivated by preparing people to live by faith amid a world of terrifying fear. Just recently, in fact, the last couple of days, an article came out saying it would not be surprising to see a barrel of gas price raised to $380. Can you imagine what a gallon of gas would then cost? 
a gallon? And you thought $5 a gallon was high. This is the kind of thing that these folk have in mind to force or pressure the world into their mold, a global mold. Where, as Klaus Schwab, the head of the World Economic Forum, declared, you will own nothing and be happy about it. Now let's take a further look at the vision of British Prime Minister Boris Johnson about recreating the Roman Empire. He's serious. He's very serious. Though Britain left the European Union in 2020 in a move known as Brexit, Some European leaders feel that Russia's invasion of Ukraine in February created a greater need for unity in the face of a common threat. So a parallel organization other than the EU would enable Britain to join without re-entering the EU. In other words, a resurrecting Roman Empire. Simple, right? Now, here's what's fascinating about this. This is something even further fascinating. In Jewish tradition, Rome is associated with Edom, or Edom, as they pronounce it, the nation that descended from Esau. As the scripture says, Jacob have I loved, Esau have I hated. Edom is scheduled to be destroyed. Read the book of Obadiah. It's all about the Edomites. Well, who are the Edomites today? The Jewish people see Edom and the Edomites as the Gentile world. In addition to that, Edom has been associated with the Catholic Church, which was centered in Rome. So Rabbi Pinchas Winston has spoken about this He says, even though England was under Roman rule, its origins are in Germany, and Britain was a part of the Roman Empire for almost 400 years after the Britons were conquered by Julius Caesar back in uh, 54 B.C. In addition, the Roman goddess Britannia became the female personification of Britain. But the Britons were Germanic in origin. Hence, they are called Anglo-Saxons. Have you ever heard that term before? English is a Germanic language, not a Romance language. But even Germany saw itself as the inheritor of the title of the Roman Empire. Britain was imperialist because it saw itself as a successor to the Roman Empire, said Rabbi Winston. Boris Johnson's empirical aspirations now are not unfounded and can be understood to be a part of the British national identity as the British Empire once spanned a quarter of the globe. Remember they used to say, the sun never sets on the British Empire. So, as Rabbi Winston comments, because they are Edom, 
England has a tendency to hate Jews. He noted that all Britain's Jews were expelled in 1290 by an edict that was not rescinded until 1655. Now we know that Spain rejected and dispersed the Jews in 1492, the same year that Columbus sailed the ocean blue. But England dispelled the Jews in 1290, earlier, by an edict that was not rescinded until 1655. Now we're beginning to see how history can repeat itself. For the ancient Roman Empire had no love or respect for the Jewish people. Zero. And by way of application and implication, neither did it have any love or respect for true followers of Jesus Christ. Hence, the persecution emanating out of ancient Rome becomes amplified on steroids, so to speak, in the final persecution coming out of a resurrected Roman Empire. Even as I'm speaking this and sharing this, these words were not originally in my thoughts, and I feel like the Holy Spirit is giving me insight to share with you concerning this. This is a very, very big deal. Bigger than you can possibly imagine, I think. And it connects with what is happening with Russia and Ukraine. Because that is being driven by this globalist vision. It's not just being driven by a desire for Russia to preserve its heritage, which definitely connects it with Ukraine. Neither is it driven primarily by Ukraine's desire to be free from sort of Russian domination. It's much deeper than that. These two parties have been behind the scenes and intentionally choreographed to be at odds and at each other's necks. Why? To set the stage for the new resurrection of the Roman Empire, the unity of all of those Western European nations that once combined together to form the Roman Empire. And that's what this is accomplishing. I want to share something with you out of my book, Antichrist. Just a, 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 a few things. Satan has seduced the nations with his own alternative peace plan. Unite the nations, contrary to God's express command, and let them build a global tower system that will reach heaven, or at least create man's best heaven on earth, thus so-called saving the earth from the inevitable consequence of sinful rebellion. Unwittingly, history would repeat itself. The God-dispersed Tower of Babel, or Babel, of Genesis 11 would now become global. The world would become one under the deceiver's direction until its final destruction. So, 
The United Nations was founded in 1945. One of its earliest acts was to partition the land of Palestine, which God had eternally deeded to Israel, and they divided it into two nations, one for the Jews and one for Arabs. The partition was to transpire in 1948, three years after the United Nations was founded. The deceiver, Satan, was deft in his direction, divide Israel, which God decreed to be united as one, and then unite the nations which God had commanded to separate. And the divine penalty was going to be severe. Ultimate divine judgment. And you can find that in Joel chapter 3, verses 1 and 2, and Zechariah chapter 12, verses 8 and 9. So, Israel was reborn May 14, 1948, and the world has been haunted for its division to this day, and will repeat the debacle. God, just as God would breathe life into the house of Israel that we see described in Ezekiel 37, 1-4, so Satan would breathe life into the unifying of the Gentile nations. Satan's counterfeit is nearing completion. So what we're doing is tracing Satan's historical tracks in our time and his deceptive plan for global dominion to be ultimately led by his counterfeit prince of peace. Those are just two or three paragraphs from the chapter titled Globalism, the Anti-Gospel. If you don't have a copy of the book Antichrist, I urge you to get it right away and begin to read it slowly. Let it filtrate into your mind and heart the significance. How to identify the coming imposter? Antichrist. $22. We'll put the book in your hands. It's on our website, saveus.org. Saveus.org. You can call us at 1-800-SAVE-USA. That's 1-800-SAVE-USA. Or write to us at Save America Ministries. P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. Now, at the end, toward the end of the program here, I'm going to make a special announcement. A special announcement that many people have been waiting for, looking for, and so I want you to hang in there till the end of the program, the last segment of the program, in which we'll make that announcement. In the meantime, those of you who are in the Massachusetts and Connecticut areas, that broader area there, even going up in, in, down into New York and the surrounding areas. We are going to have another one of our annual breakfasts there at the Crestview Country Club in Agawam, Massachusetts. By the way, Agawam has the very first zip code in America. That's right. And we've been there twice now. People just absolutely love this spot. And uh, I want you to mark your calendar, because we're going to be there on Saturday morning, August 14th. We're coming two months earlier this year. It was the only date that we could secure, the only date in the entire area from August 1st up to the end of the year. August 14th, Saturday morning. Excuse me, 13th, rather. I'm sorry. Saturday, August 13th. And so I hope that you will make reservations. If you want to make reservations for that, go to our website, saveus.org, 
saveus.org and make your reservations today. Don't delay, friends. Don't delay. There are going to be some big things happening up there, both on August 13th and August 14th. I'm going to be speaking in both a Russian congregation and a Ukrainian congregation. It's amazing. These things are amazing at such a time as this. But that breakfast, starting at 8 o'clock in the morning on Saturday, August 13th, please make sure you join us. I do not think you're going to be disappointed. All my books are going to be there, including my new book. Oh, am I letting the cat out of the bag? Maybe just a little bit. We'll talk about it at the end of the program. Thanks for joining us. We'll be right back after this to talk about the words from Archbishop Viano. He talks about a trap that is set for Russia and Ukraine. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, on the front page are two great videos. First, an interview and discussion of Chuck's book, Out of Egypt. Also, a great TV interview with Chuck regarding his book, Seduction of the Saints. Much more videos, a For Pastors Only section, and also you can view Chuck's weekly teachings. All at his website, saveus.org. That's saveus.org. Also on Chuck's website, listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast. Listen to the archives. Maybe you missed a program. Check it out at saveus.org. Also, there are some great resources, hospitality information, also information about marriage, divorce, and remarriage, newsletters, articles, prophecy, prayer and revival information, all at saveus.org. Again, I welcome you back to Viewpoint. We're confronting, as always, the deepest issues of America's heart and home from God's eternal perspective. We're talking about the developments right before our eyes coming around the world, declarations coming from world leaders, uh, including Boris Johnson, Prime Minister there of Britain, the U.K., declaring that we need a resurrected Roman Empire. That's what we need, he said. We need to recreate the ancient Roman Empire. Well, that's exactly what the globalist agenda is seeking to do. That's exactly what it's seeking to do. And it's also what the attack that was, shall we say, precipitated by ongoing forces within the Western world pursuing this new world order, new global order, to continually encroach upon Russia's border, causing Russia or Vladimir Putin to respond. Say, you've gone far enough, we're not going to let you go any further. That's basically what Vladimir Putin has said. We're just not going to let you continue to do this. Hence, the attack on Ukraine. But Ukraine is the sacrificial lamb. Ukraine isn't the real issue. Ukraine is the fall guy. 
Ukraine is being used. And so is Russia. Listen to the comments made by Archbishop Carlo Maria Fiano. The Russia-Ukrainian war was orchestrated by the globalist cabal, which includes the World Economic Forum, George Soros, Team Biden, NATO, and the United Nations working to install a new world order. He said, in the Russian-Ukrainian crisis, we must clearly recognize and denounce the coup d'etat of the deep state worldwide. Looking at Ukraine, without being misled by misled by the gross falsifications of the mainstream media, Vignano said we realize that respect for each other's rights has been completely ignored. Indeed, we have the impression that the Biden administration, NATO, and the European Union deliberately want to maintain a situation of obvious imbalance precisely to make impossible any attempt at a peaceful resolution of the Ukrainian crisis, thus provoking the Russian Federation to trigger a greater conflict. He says this is the trap set for both Russia and Ukraine, using both of them to enable the globalist elite to carry out their criminal plan. The New World Order oligarchy, Vignano writes, shows its tentacles in the UN, NATO, the World Economic Forum, the European Union, and in so-called philanthropic institutions such as George Soros, Open Society, and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. So Vignano concludes saying, there is great concern that the destinies of the peoples of the world is in the hands of an elite that is not accountable to anyone for its decisions, that does not recognize any authority above itself, and that in order to pursue its own interests does not hesitate to jeopardize security, the economy, and the very lives of billions of people. So he says, I earnestly hope that my appeal for the establishment of an anti-globalist alliance that unites the peoples of the world in opposition against the tyranny of the new world order will be accepted by those who have at heart the common good, peace between nations, concord among all peoples, freedom for all citizens, and the future of new generations. Pretty strong words. But he goes to the heart of the Ukrainian, the Russian-Ukrainian issue. You can imagine what it's going to be like to speak to two congregations in August, one primarily Russian, the other primarily Ukrainian, but each having Ukrainians and other Slavics or Russians in them. You can imagine the challenge. They need to understand that somebody really understands. Because otherwise they feel utterly hopeless. And their young people are being torn you can imagine. Whatever sense of heritage or background they thought they had is being torn asunder by those who are seeking to tear America's heritage asunder in the pursuit of a new world order. That's how they do it. They have to destroy your allegiance to your country, to your people, in order to 
render you able to be assimilated by force or threat of force into this new global order. Please understand what we're saying here. Now, what are the implications of that for you and for me? So far, this is primarily information. It may be astounding. It may inject a certain measure of fear or apprehension. But the reality is we're bringing this to your attention so that you will not be taken unawares. So that you will be able to prepare your heart, your family, your generations, your congregation, my dear pastor friend. These are not business as usual times. This is not primarily about America. This is about the coming of Christ and the enemy of Christ and your soul and your people and your family is intent on taking you all down and will do so by whatever means necessary, including massive persecution, just like the Roman Empire did against both Jews and Christians. Now, I'm I'm trying to avoid raising my voice excessively here. But you need to understand how serious this is. A Biden administration official has just confirmed that Americans will have to keep paying those nearly $5 a gallon prices for gasoline because that's, he says, what's needed right now for the liberal world order. In other words, for the new world order, for the new global government. You can call it whatever you want. That's what it's called. It's the global government that they're seeking, the new world order. Apparently, they think that terminology has too much baggage, so they're going to use calls it the liberal new world order. A rose by any any other name would smell the same, as Shakespeare said. The comment came from Biden advisor Brian Deese. He said, quote, this is about the future of the liberal world order, and we have to stand firm. At the Washington Examiner, report explained Deese's demands came right after Joe Biden told reporters that the public should expect prices to remain at their current level for as long as it takes for Ukraine to win the war against Russia, which, by the way, they don't want to happen. It's a ruse. They want to keep this fomenting until such time as they can accomplish the fullness of the reuniting of the ancient Roman Empire, including the nations of the Balkans, and by the way, just in the last few days, now Sweden has announced and Finland has announced that they are definitely going to seek membership in NATO. Then, shockingly, Turkey that had resisted that mode, all of a sudden, when Joe Biden went over there, all of a sudden said, okay, that's fine. What's going on here? 
You see, they want Turkey to be included in this resurrected Roman Emperor. You know why? Because Turkey was once part of the ancient Roman Empire. Have you ever heard of the seven churches of Asia? Those are the ones the Apostle, the, the Apostle John wrote about in Revelation chapter 2 and 3. Where were they? Turkey. This was during the Roman Empire. You see how it's all coming together now. And they must use high gas prices to achieve this goal, to press the economies of every nation, especially the Western world, and especially America, to create such pain at the pump that you will cry for relief the relief that only the new global world order will promise. That's what they're after. And they're using the so-called climate agenda as another engine to gain dominion and the affection of the people to justify what they're doing. It's a pretense. They can't solve any uh, pollution problems, not really. They can't solve the change the climate in the world. It's a fool's errand. It's all about using a created crisis to gain dominion over humanity's emotions. Now it's interesting because this came from the Russian Times yesterday. Russia has made a decisive break with the West and is ready to help shape a new world order. Oh, what new world order? A completely different new world order. One that's not involving the Western world, not involving the resurrected Roman uh, Empire. This will be a new world order. Ties with Asia, the Middle East, Africa, Latin America. Hmm. We'll be back. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by His Spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, Behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. We're taking a look, friends, at the bigger picture that is rapidly developing concerning not only the Russian-Ukrainian uh, battle there, 
whether you want to call it a war, whatever you want to call it, it's more than a skirmish, that's for sure. But in the context of the resurrection of the Roman Empire. You see, those who don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it. And the only thing we seem to learn from history is that we don't learn from history. So the Roman Empire was the greatest empire in the history of the world until America, which has been part of the Western, uh, shall we say, world. The European Union tried to separate itself off and unite itself as a portion of the Roman Empire. Then Nicholas Sarkozy sought to multiply that by uniting it with a Mediterranean Union back in 2008. So there were 800 million people at that time that were involved in those two unions. But then George W. Bush made a secret agreement in 2007 with Angela Merkel of Germany and Manuel Barroso of Spain, all, both of whom were leading the, uh, the EU at that time, as I recall. And the deal was this. Within seven years, George W. Bush pledged to them, secretly, this is not through Congress or anything else, pledged to them the uniting of America's economy with the European economy. Well, that's exactly how the European Union began. Supposedly, it was an economic thing. Oh, but friends, that was really a ruse as was admitted 50 years later by the founders of the European Union. They said, we knew we couldn't get the people to agree to anything more than an economic kind of union for their benefit. But what was their goal? A European superstate. In other words, a form of the resurrected Roman Empire. But it was incomplete. America had to be brought in and included. So, globalist George W. Bush, the son of globalist George Herbert Walker Bush, both of them the descendants of their father and grandfather, who was also a consummate globalist, decided, hey, this is about uniting the world. New world order. I'll bet you didn't know any of that, unless you were listening to this program, by the way, which we've talked about quite a number of times over the years. So this is where we stand now. It's moving very, very rapidly. The globalist visionaries, both in America and around the world, are not going to give up now. They're not going to let any stone go unturned. And that's why they are in a full court press through the January 6th committee to totally destroy Donald Trump, to prevent him from having any hope 
of running for president again because they know he is radically opposed to their agenda. That's why they hate him. That's why they hate him. It has nothing to do with his tweets. It has solely to do with the fact he said, we're going to make America great again. And they said, no way, no way, no way. We are just on the edge of fulfilling our 50-year expectation, and we're not going to let this moment pass. We're going to take you out, whatever it takes. And so they're trying to get this set up to actually accuse him criminally and then pass some sort of law to say that nobody who was ever accused of this, that, or the other can run for president. That's their goal. This is exactly what they've tried to do to Benjamin Netanyahu in Israel, friends. Exactly the same thing. Why these two nations are being attacked in exactly the same way? Because their leaders, Netanyahu and Trump, were anti-globalists. And that is intolerable to the godless globalist agenda. You don't have to go beyond that to understand the dynamics of what is taking place. So, who are the surprising beneficiaries of the Russian-Ukrainian war? What's fascinating is that it's, it's kind of like the United States and Europe is biting the hand that feeds them cutting off their nose to spite their face. On the one hand, the West wants to appear tough on Russia by issuing all these embargoes and sanctions and bans and all of this. On the other hand, they're begging Russia for oil and gas and food and fertilizer. Really? How is it that the Russian ruble is now the strongest it's been in seven years? This is unbelievable. Russia has begun, become one of the premier beneficiaries of all of this. Who's getting hurt? The American people? The European citizens? They're being punished through higher prices on food and energy, well, Russia is reaping most of the benefits. It's pretty amazing. The reality is that this Ukrainian war is a scam. It really is. While the German chancellor seems to be working with the language template saying Russia must not win this war, Ukraine must win, it seems clear that Russia's already won the war. So where is this headed politically? Since we can't win this war, we have to end it as quickly as possible, said the German Chancellor. So why is it there's no real effort to do so? Because they don't really want it to be ended. They want it to continue. 
It's draining Europe. It's draining America, our economies, in order to render the strongest nations in the Western world weaker so that they can be assimilated into this new world order and the people will cry uncle and demand that something be done. That's how it works. While others are making an immense profit from all of it. On top of it all, an Iran lawmaker now has said that the goal from the start of their nuclear program had nothing to do with their domestic needs for power. He said it was always to build the bomb. You say, well, why would you bring that up in the context of the Ukraine-Russian thing and uh, the global order, the resurrected Roman Empire? Would you like to know why? It's because Iran is one of the key nations mentioned in Ezekiel chapter 38 and 39 that will unite ultimately with Russia and Libya and others to attack Israel in the latter days to take a spoil. And the only way they can be set up to do this is if they have nuclear military power. And they know that. And that's why they're doing what they're doing. There's no, there's no other reason. That is the reason. They believe that that is necessary for their Islamic Messiah, called the Mahdi, the 12th Imam, to make his appearance, but it has to be in the context of global chaos. And that's what they intend to create. I want you to think about this before we wrap up. Doesn't the scripture talk about the king of the north and the king of the south coming at one another? Doesn't it talk about those from the west engaged in a massive battle with the kings of the east at Armageddon? Who do you think those nations are anyway? They're not just some abstract idea out there. They're real nations and real powers, friends. And they're being formed right in front of your eyes, and we don't see it. So, if you want to have a better understanding of this, you might want to seriously consider getting a copy of my book, Antichrist, How to Identify the Coming Imposter. Really. I urge you to do it. $22 will put it in your hands. $22 will put it in your hands. You see, nature abhors a vacuum. When our genuine trust in God and his way world warns, Satan is quick to interject an alternative, inevitably shifting our focus from authentic, genuine faith to a fleshly counterfeit. Israel, as with the West and the Western Gentile Church, suffers from acute spiritual anemia. 
We are wide open for Satan's final spiritual deception. It has been well designed to entrap both Jew and Gentile, and its final manifestation is soon to be revealed for those who have an eye to see. Enter the Antichrist, the imposter. How would his universal acceptance be achieved? What would win the mind and heart of the world to passionately embrace globalism as the ultimate gospel for peace on earth, goodwill toward men? Well, will you recognize Satan's duplicity in the hour of deception? Or will you, like the majority of people on the planet, dance with the deceiver, seduced by his offer of counterfeit shalom or peace, packaging packaged in alluringly religious robes calculated to convince all but those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. So here's the question. Is it not time to prepare the way of the Lord in your life and in the life of those in your sphere of influence that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand, stand? That's the question. And it begins with a plaintive cry to the Lord. Lord, would you reveal unto me where my own life, ways, attitudes, values, virtues, and so on, deviates from your word? How have I become part of the culture? Confess it then. Repent. You make the choice and God will help you make the changes. Now here is the announcement. My new book, Messiah, Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages, will be coming out August 1st. August 1st. And you will have opportunity to get the first copies. Those of you who order the book, $21.00. Excuse me, $22. Call us 1 800 Save USA. Go to our website, saveus.org. $22. All those who order the book by August 1st will receive a signed copy. Messiah Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages. I hope you'll take the opportunity and sign up for that breakfast on August 13th. You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.